0: This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C.
1: G'day, g'day, and welcome to the Astro's Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Maddie C. I'm the host of the show. You can find us on Facebook, and we are also on Instagram. Our handle there is at Astro League Podcast. We are recently on Twitter as well at Astro League Pod. We've got some big NFL news to dive into before we get into our show today. Blake Bortles signing with the Green Bay Packers on a one-year deal. Huge news. Nah, I'm joking. That's uh, that's probably not the big NFL news. I think the big NFL news that came out today was that the NFL schedule got released. Now, we all knew who every team played in the general settings because there's a formula about it, right? It's a really long-living formula, too, about playing everybody in your Division two times, and then playing one entire division from the other conference. So there's 10-year games sorted out, and then playing an entire other conference on your side of the schedule. So now you've got 14 all locked up, and then there were two other teams who finish in the same slot as you in your conference in the divisions you don't play. So there's your 16 games, and now there's a 17th game added to the schedule. What is interesting about that, though, is that because it adds week 18 to the NFL schedule, it means that all of a sudden now, maybe week 17 is something that, If your league doesn't already play to it, uh, that might open the opportunity to either add an extra regular season game or it might include the opportunity to stretch out the postseason and include more teams in it. Now, in our league, we haven't really addressed what to do about that additional week. But no doubt, it's going to come up in the off-season as that whole thing starts to wind up in late July and we start really thinking about fantasy football in terms of the way the season's going to work. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Keep an eye out for that across different providers too, depending on who you play your fantasy football with. We will definitely be talking about that as a subject through the off-season, especially while we're talking about all the things that happen through the preseason, especially with mini camps and, and all those things that happen there when league start to look like it's a functional thing again. We'll be talking about those sorts of things. Now, upcoming today, it's Taylor Talk Day. He always talks all sorts of great subjects with us. He's, in the past, talked with me about quarterbacks and rookies and prior to that, playoffs. When we get together, we even talk sandwiches a bit too. Actually, we slide in conversation about that. Uh, Today, he is going to join me to mock draft because, and I've got some data on this, 92% of people do not think it is too early to mock draft. before we do, I just wanted to mention stuff coming up in the next few shows. I've got Aaron from I Had to Say It podcast coming by, and that's going to be great. He's going to be the early week podcast next week. And then it's a double collaboration week because Jeff and Jared from Jeff and Jared Save the World are coming in. In fact, they have been saving the world. They have been saving the world against folksy Disney racism and against people marrying themselves and all sorts of great stuff in the most recent episode. Dive over and check both these guys out at Jeff and Jared Save the World. And then also check out Aaron at I Had to Say It. Those guys are fantastic value and a lot of fun. All right, I'm going to jump aside, fire up the Taylor Talk intro, and get the big fella in here. All right, well, let's, uh, let's let's drag up a mock draft because we were doing uh, through the off-season we did a bit of fantasy football for beginners and I'm going to drag up a mock drafting thing on that Fantasy Pro's link through the draft wizard there. Where, where are you doing your mock draft today, Tay? Uh,
0: through the wizard. Through, Same uh, one. Yeah, 100%. And All right, talk I to always me about sort of settings. sit myself in the middle like of whatever league I'm doing I'm like well once you know it's pretty easy at the start I sort of like if I'm doing a 12 league I go 6 if I'm going 16 I go about 8 you know what I mean just, I sort of sit myself especially because I know in Astro I'm probably going to be around that range with the draft yep. with the you, lottery. Practice, yeah. hey? you never know like I might be higher you know who knows but we'll, we'll see what happens. I normally like to try and go from where I think I might be I like that,
1: but what size league are we going to have a crack at here? You got a 10 or a 12? What are we doing?
0: Yeah, we'll go 12, I think. Yeah, 12. probably a little bit so easy. Um,
1: we're going to go standard PPR or half PPR? Uh, I'll go half PPR. Now, for those playing at home who did the, for beginners, half PPR, PPR is point per reception. So, what we're saying is every time a player catches a the ball, they're going to score half a point, regardless of what happens after they've caught
0: it. All right. Full, full PPR is just too determined to the wide receivers, I think. I think half works out perfectly.
1: She superpowers the hell out of the running backs. So that's kind of why I like half as well. All right, we're going to have a wide receiver, running back, tight end flex.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Beautiful. And six. Yeah, yeah, for 12, sure. Yeah, because you, you only go four if it was 16. But yeah, six sounds perfect.
1: Beautiful. So I've got a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a running back, wide receiver, tight end flex, six on the bench, kicker into defense. And I'm in, man. I'm going to go from number five. You're going to go from somewhere near the middle as well. All right, so have a crack at my first few guys off the board (laughs) because there's going to be a little variation every time you do these simulations, but it is going off a big swathe of experts analysis plus other mock drafts, so it moves with the times. Christian McCaffrey, 101, Dalvin Cook, 102, Saquon Barkley, 103. Not sure there's a big amount of surprise in that on my board, and then I've got Travis Kelsey goes at four, which I cannot believe. Even in a half PPR, I think that's pretty bullish. At five, I'm faced with, do I go Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara? They're the two guys who I've got the biggest wood for at the moment. And I, I never own Derrick Henry, Tay.
0: Do you think I should do it? This Absolutely. Is oh, ask, it's done. Are you really asking this guy?
1: <laughs> Before you get finished saying, I'm so, I was already clicked. It's, it's in.
0: <laughs> How's your board look? So I've got a weird one. So Tyreek Hill went at five for me. <laughs> um, wow. So, mine was Delvin Cook 101, um, Christian McCaffrey, okay. Derek Henry, Saquon, Tyreek Hill, Alvin Kamara. So Goodness me. So, the problem for me is this year is I actually reckon there's a lot of – there's insane value in the running back position, but not in this mid-tier, like this sort of 6 or 7, 8 tier. Like, you got Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb up next in yeah. 6, 7, 8 for me. I actually don't sort of like that. This is kind of the range last year I didn't like, where it was more like 15, 16, 17, where there was a bunch of guys I didn't like at that value. The problem is, if there was no Aaron Rodgers news, I would be taking Devontae (laughs) Adams straight away. Smash it, Um, wouldn't you? Look. And with Tyreek gone. Especially because Tyreek's gone, I'm just going to assume the Aaron Rodgers news is a joke. So. I normally, am, like I just said to you, a massive proponent of going running back early. But because I don't like that, that trio, I'm actually going to go Devontae Adams.
1: Yeah, I think you could do worse than that. Goodness. Here we are complaining about having to take Devontae Adams. Yeah, in the I know, first exactly. I just What's think
0: wrong he, with he, us? He, the, the numbers he put up last year was absurd. And he missed yep. a few games too. Like, the, the pace is <laughs> on. was like Redney Moss in that one season. But he... Yeah. So, so he missed two and
1: a half games. He led the league in touchdowns and um, and he caught up all the yards. I, I just, it's stunning to think what he did in like 13 and a half games last year. It was crazy. Absolutely absurd.
0: Absolutely. And this is where it gets to more of my range for running back. So you're looking at um, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, who I'm not a big fan of. DeAndre Swift worries me because of Williams there. I'm actually a big fan of Antonio Gibson. I oh, wow. think he only moves forward from last year. I know he had a high touchdown total, but I don't see anything that takes away from him this year. I actually think of anything he only has an upside in the passing game. I'll share out to Mike from the uh, fantasy footballers. He he went nuts on him. Um, wow. I, all I've seen is potential from him. I'm not saying that's guaranteed There that I'll go. Um, in the wide receivers, I've got Hopkins, Metcalf, Ridley. <laughs> that's insane in itself. That's the problem. Sometimes is you earmark yourself into a pick. Like I would go if I hadn't already taken a wide receiver, I think I would take another one.
1: Make the tricky, don't it?
0: Look, you know what? Because I've talked, I talked up wide uh, running back so early last year about going it. I'm going to try and test out the waters about how good the running back depth is. I'm going to take Hopkins. Wow, this This is so bold.
1: This is so bold. Last year it was man, I could go running back one, two, and three and come up with a great team.
0: I've gone right. the opposite. I'm I'm sitting there with uh, pretty two absolutely ridiculous uh, wide receivers. So let's see what happens next. I don't let's let's go to yours.
1: Okay, so over in my world, I, I love this. I'm just going to quickly reference fantasy football for beginners again. We mentioned zero RB and what that kind of looks like, and it doesn't mean not having a top running back. It just means in those spots where, you, but you maybe don't love the the value of just ignoring running back for a few rounds and, you know, sort of nickel and diming it with mid-rounders later on. So, Taylor's trying that one out. I love that you got the balls to do that here. The options for me, I've got the running backs available aren't guys I love either. I've got a whole bunch of Miles Sanders, Najee Harris, J.K. Dobbins, and DeAndre Swift. Wow, DeAndre Swift. But the guys who are coming up straight up in terms of the, here's the best players overall. There's not a running back on that list. It's guys like D.K. Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley, and George Kittle. I mean, what do you have to do to not take DK Metcalf here? I'm in the second round, and I'm in the back half of the second round. Guys like AJ Brandon, and DeAndre Hopkins have just gone. And DK Metcalf, to me, I think is clearly the best guy left there. Clearly. I don't even think it's close. No, I agree. So I'm just going to smash him. and know that I'm coming back up before you in the third round and watching guys like then. Mahomes goes with the first pick of the third round, and we finally see the quarterback go. And Kittle didn't go until the second pick in the third round. But then, again, it's one of the better players
0: available. Yeah. At all the, positions. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the only thing I'll say, devil, devil's advocate for uh, Metcalf, is Seattle look to be a running team next year. I think they actually fired people because they weren't enough last year. So there is a reason to be worried. Like if, you know, Seahorse is thinking about going his buddy Metcalf and Rawlson Trio, I do see a bit of a downtick from last year. But at the same time, I'm not going to go against the talent of DK Metcalf either. I I just think in general, there's going to be less passes going his way than last year. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to be more efficient. So, I just thought I'd throw that in there.
1: At this point, I'm looking at a board that's got guys like Keenan Allen and Michael Thomas available. do not that
0: sound kind of funny? Michael Thomas in the middle of the third round? It's crazy, but I understand Why? Um, The one I'm looking at is – so I've got a little – I've got a conundrum in a way, but running back has to take over here just because you've gone two wide receivers for me. So I've always been a proponent, you know this, that you either go high on QB or you go low, like you don't. Yeah, 100%. So I've always been this guy that thinks that Josh Allen is going to be the high guy this year. Um, Uh, But with the way I've ran my draft, I'm sitting here with Najee Harris is actually one spot ahead of – (laughs) J.K. Dobbins, but I'll always take the guy that's taken over a bit of the offense. I know he didn't completely take over, but he's in his second year in a very run-first offense. I'm going to just go ahead and take J.K. Dobbins. I think this is the reason why I went um, high in the wide receiver core because I feel like there were guys like this in the running backs that I could take, and I'm more than happy having him as my one because I think at worst... He shares with Gus Edwards, and I don't think that's a bad thing because JK is going to get the passing work. He's going to get the first down work. I think Gus is more like a second-half play, so oh, I really like J.K.
1: Yeah, see, I think Gus's role is to be like the spell guy. I don't think there's a yeah. down that you don't feel comfortable having a guy like Dobbins on the field floor either, so that's that's why I took him as well. I I, I love me Dobbins.
0: Oh, man. Oh, Josh Allen's still there for me. He's <laughs> there in my fourth round you, brother. I think it's... Actually, was it my turn anyway?
1: Yeah, you can talk first about the fourth round, absolutely, because you'll be up earlier than me. I'm going to be like the yeah, yeah, so I'm earlier in the fourth so round.
0: So So I was looking at Josh Allen for that pick. The only thing I will say is it does teeter off a bit for running back. So my running back yeah. might be hurt if I go high in QB because you're looking at David Montgomery and Chris Carson... Those two I'm actually pretty decent on. Josh Jacobs, you can throw him in the dumpster fire. I'm not even <sighs> close on this year. Even at that 21, I took him at, what was like, 13 or 14 last year. But that that was a complete upset. It's a different situation, yeah. So there's no way I'm going to take him at 21 of Kenyon Drake behind him. Miles Gaskin, I'm pretty big on. Uh, even Chase Edmonds a bit later. There's some guys I like later. So I'm going to go ahead and go Josh Allen. Like I've said, if I didn't have the opportunity, if there was no one else, um, you've got Josh Allen and Kyler Murray sitting there. I like either of them, even Dak. So I guess there could be a QB coming back to me later. But I'm pretty big on Josh Allen. Um, I think there's enough running backs that will come back to me later. Um, so I'm going to take Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, I'm sort of looking down position by position too. So everyone in the top five are quarterbacks still there that's Awesome. I don't feel any rush on that because gee, running back, sorry, running quarterback changed my brain a bit from last year. Um, in our league, especially where there's 16 guys, so you've got to have 16 starting quarterbacks active in the league every week. Gee, the guys who had a rushing floor and or had the supremely high volume, like a guy like Mahomes, those teams were all the teams that made the playoffs in our league last year. So I'm listening. I'm I'm I've, I'm ready to be told that in our size league, Attention. in a small, small league. I'm just not as ready to make that jump yet. So I see a guy like Josh Allen. I'm pretty happy to let him let him run past me and look at guys where I I kind of wonder. You know, a fellow like Robert Woods, who's just got an upgraded a quarterback. He looks like the best receiver of the bunch available to me because there's guys like DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup kind of sitting behind him. The running back's available. I've already got two of them, so I'm not in a big rush. And guys like you, Josh Jacobs and your Miles Gaskins, your Chase Edmonds. So you've talked already about them, and I'm not going to waste a lot of time on them. For me, I'm really happy to go Robert Woods. To me, I think he's the best player available, full stop.
0: That makes sense, mate. And um, I didn't mention about tight end either. I've got the uh, exact same thing with tight end. If you don't get the top three, you might as well just wait to really life for value.
1: So, you don't uh, rate taking like a Mark Edwards or, you know, having a shot at your, your boy Kyle Pitts right now?
0: So, I'll go back to what I was saying before. So, I'm just mm. looking at my draft. If if I had it over again, I probably wouldn't have taken what I just did only because Kyle Amari still got to me. So, I actually see Kyle Amari is close to Josh Allen. So, I probably yeah. would have taken one of those guys. Um, But at the same time, there's still some RBs I like. Like, I actually really like Chase Edmonds at Arizona this year. I don't really feel like they – they went and got James Conner, but I really still think that they're going to run Chase as like a half-and-half first and two back, but he's always going to be the guy in the passing game. Um, There's obviously – there's Kareem Hunt there, but I just – I don't know. I just feel like his upside's always capped by uh, that that sort of two-headed monster. By having Chubb, Yeah. You've got uh, Melvin Gordon. I actually think he's going to have a better year this year. I think Denver's going to be better, and they're actually going to play from in front a bit more. I just wish they had drafted a quarterback. <laughs> um, you've got Travis Etienne's there again, like I talked about earlier. My guy really likes Damien Harris. I don't know why. Ooh. I just feel like I saw so much potential out of that guy last year. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and play a game here. I actually you taught you know how much I love T. Higgins. Like, yes, I, I do. That guy, and I know I went right receiver really, really early, but I'm gonna go T. Higgins here and run him as my flex. And I'm hoping Damian Harris gets back to me. So let's play a game. All right. Well, I'm in the
1: fifth round here and I've got Derek Henry, JK Dobbins, DK Metcalf and Robert Woods. I'm feeling pretty happy with those guys and I'm looking at what's coming up at quarterback and there's still a Kyler Murray lying around. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson have gone. And then behind Kyler, there's still Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Herbert Rogers, Hurts. You know, I've still got a lot of guys at quarterback who I'm pretty comfortable with. The tight end, we haven't really talked a lot about, but fair enough, while we talk much about the tight end. Um, It's really only been Waller Kittle and Kelsey who've gone. And there's still plenty of upside in the guys who are available. So I'm going to look in that flex range as well. The guys who are available to me at the moment a suggestion are guys like Cooper Cup. I'm going to ignore him because I've got Robert Woods. Then it's Hawkinson. Eh, I'm not so keen to go tight end so soon. Then it's Kyler. Then it's Miles Guskin. Because how much depth there is at the quarterback, I'm still – I'm not not going to run at Kyler. If he's not going to, to me, have the best chance of being the guy who's not Mahomes to be the, the quarterback one, in this size league, I'm not, just not too scared about it. So, I'm going to run into the running backs and try and pad out my depth there. It's Gaskins, it's Chase Edmonds, or it's Travis Etienne are the top three available, and I'm just going to take Gaskins.
0: Yep. I love it. I really like Gaskins. That's probably the guy I would have taken if I didn't go Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, so, it probably would have worked out better, honestly, that way, but that, that's how you live and you learn by the draft. So, I'm still happy to the with spot.
1: Love your team or hate it. As soon as you click refresh it at the end of this, it's gone anyway. So, you know, how much skin but have you got I'm the game?
0: I'm also pretty stoked with what I've got in the flex here with T. Egan's because there's, yeah. there's been a lot of mocks I've done. And I'm like, where the hell did T. Egan's go? Like, I feel <laughs> like I was like close to getting him and all of a sudden he's just gone into the wind. So, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> what I'm also happy with is not only has Damien Harris got back to me, but so has Chase Evans yes. again. Oh, um, look at
1: this. So, your little game came off. I was, that was going to be what I was going to ask is how did
0: you game? Yeah, goes? so that was almost like my game paid off with extra because I actually like Chase Edmonds a bit more because I just think he's got huge upside there because um, I don't like James Connor. I'm do, I've said it a thousand times. Him going there means nothing to me. And But the fact he's there almost helps uh, Chase Edmonds in a way. Because if they look at him and go, oh, he's just getting nothing done for us, Chase Edmonds is just going to be the guy. He could end up being a three down back. Like, he's just, he's going to get enough done. They've proven in their offensive Cliff Kingsbury that the passing down guy gets a lot done. Um, I'm probably going to go Chase Edmonds here. I just think he has a lot of upside.
1: Well, and I think it's fair to say us Connors are not the right size to be a running back, so uh, I'm going to avoid running backs named Connor this year too, also because I had one in Astro League last year who did not do me right.
0: (laughs) I just think because passing means so much for fantasy at the running back position. So if he's getting a lot of touches in the passing, what he does in the ground is almost irrelevant in a way, but if he then goes and gives me 500 yards on the ground, it's just insane as a running back too. Yeah. So, I, I just think that means more than Damian Harris, who seems to play between 20 and 80. He seems to play between the 20s. Um, he, he's a weapon. He, I think he's honestly one of the best actual pure running backs out there. But he seems to not get the, the work on the goal line, whereas I think Chase Edmonds could. So, that's probably where I went, uh, him instead.
1: Well, and I just don't think he's a real risk at catching a lot of passes. And in half PPR, it's not going to kill you, but it's certainly helpful had the guy who catches the passes. I've had a run on tight ends on my board, and Mark Andrews, Noah Fant, and Dallas Goddard have gone in a row before I'm up. So, all of a sudden tight ends now, there's a lot of teams who've made their decision, and I feel even less pressure at tight ends now, since there's What's the chances teams are going to have two tight ends (laughs) now teams are only filled up on them? The guy who's come back to me that's interesting for me is Russ. He starts seasons with a bang and then he's someone who I think he can probably get out from under in a trade if you do want to diversify and pick up some skill at another position, just passing him with a a good wide receiver to go and get a great wide receiver and and then just get whatever quarterback they had back because quarterback, uh, I think, in a bigger league would make me – Wants to spend more time dissecting and investing, but in in a smaller league. It's important to me. The the thing that's come up for me that I think is worth just having a quick um, just play a quick game with you on is let's play the game of Steelers receivers. Do you prefer Chase Claypool or Juju Smith-Schuster? <laughs> I have an it's,
0: answer. It's not it's not easy, but I would probably prefer Claypool.
1: For me, the answer is whoever's cheaper.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Like, it is so hard because I actually like Deontay when I thought uh, Juju was going because I just thought he would be the volume guy, whereas I don't know who the volume guy is anymore because there's three of them. So Claypool I would take because of the big playability. So I I would just take him because out of the three, he's the one that's going to make the biggest plays and you don't know who the volume guy is going to be. So... Oh. It's a mess. And for me, I think, well, I'm
1: going to let somebody else plant their flag and I'll just take whoever's left because it will mean that they had to pick before me, so I'm paying less.
0: Yeah, completely, <laughs> that completely makes sense. At this point, too,
1: a guy who's interesting to me is Odell Beckham Jr. It's yeah. the sixth round. Um,
0: Although, for ah. some reason, Cleveland will play better without him.
1: They do. They do. Uh, This is kind of like Kyrie at the Nets. They used to play better without him too. So I don't know whether it's just him and like he's just a volume freak Kyrie at the Nets uh, for for fantasy. Um, But then, you know, they they don't tend to win as much. And now all of a sudden they've packed him with All-Stars so it doesn't really matter what he does anymore. And Odell, I don't know. I just kind of wonder about him. In the sixth round, I feel like I'm not spending a lot to find out either. He's my wide receiver at three and he wouldn't be in my starting lineup. I mean, if ever there was a time to take Odell, this might be it. So I'm going to do it. All
0: right, you do it. And then you're first up in the seventh as well.
1: Now, in that time too, Aaron Rodgers is going to kind of of the eight guy guys at quarterback uh, who I really, really trust before you start into the Herbert range. I'm going to call it the Herbert range because they're the guys who start having more question marks. And I'm going to go and just take Russ now because it's the seventh round. I'm one of the last guys to get the top tier quarterbacks of guys who I consider to be in that top realm. The guys available to are fellows like DJ Chuck, Debo Samuel and Curtis Samuel. So I don't feel like I'm missing a heap at wide receiver. And the running backs are guys like Mostert, Rojo and Damian Harris, Leonard Fournette. How lucky do you feel? I'm just going to take Russell. He's the guy who has the least question marks at a position I need.
0: So, I've also got an obvious choice in round seven because Damien Harris is still there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got a legitimate, uh, you know, whether he might even start or whether he'd be the flex over T Higgins. So, I'm just going to go ahead and take him. Talked enough about him. Born
1: In the next round as well, straight up.
0: Yep. So, this is going to be like real feel with some of these guys that I've talked about. So... This is almost where I'd rather be in a 16-team league because this is where I get – like I've pretty much filled my starters outside of tight end. This is where I actually like taking my shots from some of the guys I've mentioned to you before on other podcasts. Mm, uh, but yes. they're, not, they're not for a while. They might even be drafted in a 12-team league. <laughs> so I'll just mention some of the guys. So running backs, uh, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, back-to-back, um, David Johnson. Uh, wide receiver, Jerry Judy, uh, Hollywood Brown, Corey Davis. Tight end, you got Logan, Thomas, Mike Kosicki, Tyler Higby, who I'm – Tyler Higby's definitely made a move because I've talked about him. I don't know if everyone listens to Taylor talk, but he's actually all of a sudden moved up to tight end 10, and he was way lower than that in some of these mocks. Like, he was way below Irv Smith, who I like as well. But because he's still, like, three away, there's no way you'd take him.
1: I think we can exclusively blame Taylor Talk for that jump. For Absolutely. I think yeah, we can.
0: If anyone was hoping to get him at a value, it's definitely yeah. Taylor Talk's fault. Um, I think so. I'm definitely happy with my wide receivers. Look, I'm worried about Jerry Judy just caught and Sutton coming back. They didn't take a QB. They took a QB. I, I would have been all over that situation. I just don't think I can. Hollywood Brown just has his own issues with Flamar, with his pie. You know, how often he throws. And Corey Davis, don't get me started going to the Jets. I like Maviska Sinald. I do. But he's four down. It's just not really value. Um, I don't like either of the Bucks, So I'm probably going to take David Johnson here. Um, believe me, I, I, I said a thing about don't take anyone in the Texans uh, running back. Cool. You did. But. I think as a value, I still think David Johnson offers it because I think he's going to be the passing game guy at least. Like, I actually think because of last year, I know it's a new regime. I don't know. I'm sort of almost talking myself out of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just probably – I'm in that weird scenario where nothing's value. Yeah. Um, I don't really like the top guys. We like value.
1: That's
0: what we There's like. Nothing, nothing I like at, right, at running back. There's nothing I like at wide receiver quickly – um and there's a couple of guys later in wide receiver I think I'm gonna take. Yeah. So just for the chance that there might be some injuries to uh Philip Lindsay <laughs> and just anyone else that fills that shitty gap at the Texans, I'm gonna take David Johnson and I'm not stoked about it. But there are so many other wide receivers late that I like that I just didn't see the point in taking wide receiver there. What are you taking you are the the running three, very good ones running back?
1: What running back are you up to there? You've got to be in the, the mid-30s for what running back is. Yeah, it was know.
0: 33, I think.
1: And and if DJ is running back 33, who in that range has the likelihood of being a top 12?
0: There is back? another guy at 45 I like the look of, and it's Jamal Williams. Because mm. if, De- if DeAndre Swift went down, he would be the only guy. <laughs> and I still think, and this is the reason I think there's a cap on DeAndre Swift now, is because Jamal Williams is such a good passing down back. If, if he yeah, the secret's center, out. He would get everything. So, yeah. I actually think he's a decent player at the end. and But he's sitting there like six RBs away. So, you know, I, I just yeah. want to take, take the... Uh, and, again, I'm just going to say, even though you're up. Actually, is it me up again? My eighth guy? Yeah, I took my eighth guy.
1: I'm about to take my eighth guy.
0: No, nah, oh yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say a guy that I mentioned then a wide is still there anyway. So
1: mm. you know it's like fine. Well, your uh, Jerry Judy hate will not deter me from liking Jerry Judy. I uh, I'm really strongly considering taking him in my eighth round. But you know what? My run my wide receivers are Metcalf Woods and Beckham. I probably do need a fourth guy. I don't know that Brandon Cook's Hollywood Brown or Corey Davis offer for me what I think could be as much return as Jerry Judy, because I know that Sutton's coming back. Denver didn't take a quarterback. He's clearly the, the, the pedigree wide receiver in that team. The guys who are also available at the position to you James Connors, Kenyon Drake, so Zach Moss, for goodness sake. And then tight end is the only opposition I don't have a starter at. It. It's the same guys. It's and Gasicki, Logan Thomas, Heat Beast. This is kind of that spot where Jerry Judy's the one guy who feels kind of good. So I'm just going to take him. Fair enough. That's the analysis. The guy feels good. So do you want to go for ninth? Or do you need me to go on? You're back work?
0: up at nine because you're mm.
1: the earlier pick. All right. I'm, I'm the fifth pick in the ninth round, so I'm coming back. And this is where I think now I just collect running backs generally because I like having all the running backs. And the guys who are available at running back for me now because I've got Gaskin as my flex, and then I've got those starters are Derek Henry and J.K. Dobbins. They're the only running backs in my entire team. And now in that time, I've gone and taken all the – The quarterback and all these other receivers, I don't mind if every other player on my bench is a running back from here. I really don't. I just like having the most options and the most opportunity to shift the market. The best guy available in terms of the way that this site has him ranked is a fellow, Zach Omos, up at uh, Buffalo, and he does get the work. He and uh, Singletary have definitely been uh, spilling each other for injuries over time, too. Other guys on the board are A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard, and Latavius Murray. God, I, I can't take the cage match between Zach Moss and AJ Dillon. I kind of feel like I like AJ Dillon. It's that Jamal Williams effect thing too. Of, we know Aaron Jones misses time. We know Aaron Jones doesn't always get all the work. AJ Dillon kind of fills a lot of that space up.
0: I was going to say there was a couple of guys that I was going to really hate on if you took, but AJ Dillon is not one of them. I actually think that's a great pick. I just think, imagine if Aaron Jones goes down. Like, he's got all that work. I also think he comes in and takes a bit off Aaron Jones anyway. Um, Maybe. I, I think it's a I think it's a great pick. Um, I, I'm i sitting here, I'm definitely not taking RB because some of these guys I just want to puke at. Um, James Conner, Devin Singletary, Tony Pollard, Latavius Murray, they just mean nothing to me. Whereas I've got a lot of takes and some wide receivers in this range. Well, um, Visca Chenault's still there, but I'm going to actually guy. talk about a guy that I brought up so much in the podcast already. Yeah, that's man. only four spots behind him. So, Devontae Park is two spots behind him, but I've mentioned him. I think he's dead. I honestly think he's almost dead and buried, but I don't. Tua just does nothing for him. If Fitz was still there, he would probably be half that. Like, in terms of ADP, but it, I don't know. He just doesn't do enough in the tour offense to me, especially after them going after Will Fuller and a first-round pick. Like, how could you possibly think Devontae Parker is good value? Mm. Uh, Michael Pittman, 46. Four spots behind not I I actually honestly think he's the one. Like, you can, you can talk to me, you know, give me that garbage about anyone else, but I actually think Pittman's going to be the one there. And I know Wentz sucks. I agree that. I'll, I'll that. <laughs> but I also don't think he's a complete downgrade on Rivers because Rivers wasn't great last year either. And he was trying to facilitate Pittman in his rookie year, which, you know, really only came to fruition at the end of the year, which, again, I picked. You know, not just yeah. my own horn, but, you know, I do that pretty well. Um, I just think in his second year, Pittman's going to be the guy and I, you know, if anyone out there is thinking that Wentz, you know, going back to his same coach or same off, you know, same guru is going to actually be decent, I actually think Pittman's going to be the recipient of it. Um, so I actually really like Pittman as a late wide receiver play, considering how many wide receivers I have already. Um, I actually think he's the guy for me, so I'm taking him. Cool.
1: Man, I'm down with that. I get that. I think um, at this point, if you can get a guy who you think is going to be the one just got to take him right just got to take him because his ultimate value well, right what does he cost you and what's his upside and if he doesn't return it well what did he cost you you know
0: well for anyone who thinks TY Hilton is probably the one he's actually a lower ADP than um yeah and he is than Pittman is so you know I'm just saying I just think he's going to be a, he's going to go be the guy who goes way forward this year
1: tell sure you what people think doesn't it i mean that's pretty awful uh, that TY is so far
0: behind and he's way way down that list so well, I'm earlier again here in ten, aren't I?
1: Um, oh yeah, no hang on, ten. I I think um, if you haven't because taken your guy,
0: in the odd rounds. That means I'm, I'm the eighth. Yeah. yeah, You you grab your guy. So it's going to be Jamal Williams. <laughs> I've, mm. I've already talked about him. I, he's still there for me in running back. Um, I've, I've, you know as much as I don't feel like I have an absolute start in running back because I went so early on wide receivers, I feel like I've got guys that could really turn into something awesome. And with J.K. Dobbins, I'm actually happy with him as my one. I actually think he's going to be a beast. Um, So I'm going to take Jamal Williams here. Um, LaVisca Chenault was still there, so no one else is actually in his mock draft taking him. So it makes me feel better about the bit. Um, But Jamal Williams, definitely, I just think he's got so much upside. I think he can luck himself into a lot of work too, because I mean...
1: Detroit and a team who's going to probably find themselves chasing a bit. They think to get a lot of dump-off passes in those kind of offenses when they're trailing late because everything gets covered down the field and you've got to throw it somewhere before you get killed. So,
0: For I- anyone that gets worried helps. about tight end around the tight end eight spot, there has been a tight end taken for about three rounds in my talk, draft. So wow. this is the reason why we, we always say take early or late because there's sort of no point.
1: Yeah, gosh, The last tight end taken in my draft was got it back in the seventh pick of the sixth round. I'm now in the tenth round, um, yep. and there were four guys going that round too. Was Pitts, Andrews, Fans, and got it all in the one round. Then nothing since. So yeah,
0: my highest tight end left was Logan Thomas.
1: Well, you think Gasicki's still available for me? Yeah, like, Logan I like Thomas I take. and Gasicki. Because then, you know, I'm the other way around. I've got Lagan Thomas is there. Of course, he's there because who's going to take Logan Thomas? But then there's also Tonyan and Higby are still there. There's no great rush. I know that there's, you know, three teams who need a tight end and there's four guys that would be comfortable starting. So, I I'm, don't need to rush on it. Um, I mean, I'm, I could take a second now. It would be
0: fine. I have legitimately two guys. I'll just give you an insight now. I just, you know, going for the draft. I want either Higby or Erb Smith. To me, they're, so you, wait. you guys. they're my... I'll, I'll talk about an early podcast straight away now or later. They're my guys I want to target late in the tight end draft because I just think they're the ones that give the biggest upside by mile. Tyle Higby loses the bloody chain on off his ankle, you know, going to Seattle. And Irv Smith looks like he was the go- starting to be the guy anyway. Even before Kyle Rudolph, bloody left and took away his random two touchdowns (laughs) for 10 yards. Anyway, so I I just think those two, you know, in such a shit position, those two offer up the most value by a mile outside the top three.
1: Yeah, I think because they're one starter in those positions too. uh, Man, once you see everyone rush to get their guys and you're comfortable with anybody late, yeah, it just takes all that pressure off. And I didn't take tight end there. I... I just took Latavius Murray because he's the guy who's going to be, he'll be the second running back on my bench. And I also have a running back in my flex. So he's, he's the third guy who's not one of my starting, starting, running backs. And oh God, any week where you see Kamara not play, he's good for a trillion points. So I'm all right with that. And then on the way back up, my options at wide receiver are guys like Jalen Waddle and John Brown, who I'm comfortable with both of. Uh, but, you know, I'm just going to, I just want to say so like, you and I have both
0: had side conversations about John Brown, and we love him. We both love him. Like, yeah,
1: it's- he's the new Nelson Aguilar. I think you'll
0: find <laughs> what round was that? Sorry, that's round
1: eleven. I took him.
0: So I've got John Brown there too, but he's like five off. So I've actually got a guy in Darnell Mooney <laughs> that <what> I've, <laughs> I've also talked about with Justin Fields going on there that I'm really keen on, and there's even guys further down that I really like in the wide receiver. Wide the position. So that's why I sort of went around there just getting a couple of running backs that I think would, you know, offset the early guys. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go Mooney because I just, I've seen him just destroy secondaries and get no passes. And he's just that guy that, you know, you've got that guy no one else really likes. You know, you got it, you plant your flag on him. He's that guy that I picked up in um, Dynasty that I just have this feeling about. I think he's going to be a weapon in like one to two years. And if I can get him in a late round in the draft like this, that, and Justin Fields comes in, and there's a far better uh, quarterback than the other guys, which is pretty good chance. Um, I'm going yeah. To him. And because John Brown's like five receivers away in my draft right now, I reckon I could get both. So I'm going to go Mooney. Yeah, hey, there's a good chance. That's a really good chance. And he now You him. got him. You yeah, got him. he's literally the
1: next up. <laughs> These little draft games, this, I think, is half the fun. Of oh, doing. I love I've it. It's the, big,
0: it's the most fun. There's nothing more fun.
1: So, which round are you in, then? Because I've, uh, I've, I've round twelve. 12th round, and I'm starting to look at uh, who I'm going to take there, too. And this is, I think, the time where I just do pull the trigger on the tight end and take Kasiki Because now I've only got one bench spot left to fill up a kicker and a defense. Uh, so, I'm just going to pull the trigger on him, and that will run me into the 13th round. Now, defense and kicker.
0: So I'm, in is... the 12, I'm in the 12th still. So oh, you're still in the 12th? Yeah, go for your life. You, so you take your twelve. There's enough tight ends for me to still not take it, and especially because John Brown is next. I have to do it after what we just spoke about. I assume I'm going to have at least um, of or uh, Tyler Higby in the next round, so yep. that's why I'll go one last wide receiver. Um, yep, let's do it. If they both go, you'll hear a massive cry from me. Here we go. They both go. <laughs> oh, so close. Irv, Irv went quickly. So, oh, no. It's all right. I'm good. Are you good? Yep.
1: You had to change into an adult nappy, but you're okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tyler's going to be my boy here. Don't worry about that. But we'll let you go.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I got my tight end, so I'm happy with that. But I'm in the 13th round now. And it, uh, this is a spot where you could do either. You could just go out and get the guy that you want right now and then just take keeper and defense last. I'm not used to having this many bench spots so I don't value the bench spot that highly and I'll just go and take a kicker in the defense now and then I'm going to come back with my very last round and just pick a guy I love just to go through the exercise of picking just from the very bottom at the very bottom of the very bottom of the barrel. So the kicker or the defense. Which way do you think I should go? I think I'll take defense. Let's it has do that. To be defense. Got to take
0: Absolutely, Jack Dick. Sorry, Seahorse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seahorse is definitely on the. Uh, hey, let's make kicker great again. I mean, he was definitely talking about let's make defense oh, great again. But I'm I think he's low-key kicker great again.
0: I'm all for that, but with the scenario we're in right now, you, just, you have to play how it is, and kickers just don't matter.
1: In a pandemic, I think you need a defense. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm taking uh, a choice here between Baltimore and Washington. Man, it's hard not to love the Washington football team defense. I also they're like that they're...
0: Good. They're both
1: great. <laughs> I also like that they're, when you drop it down to three letters, their acronym is WFT. And I really think it should be the other way around, WTF. Uh, I, I think I would love it if it was WTF. I'm just going to go for Washington. I'm taking that.
0: See, I would go Washington there too because of their division. Like yeah. they, their division starts at all. So I would take that other than playing against the Steelers, the Browns and the Bengals who I've already stated that I think their offense is going to be way better. So yeah. I think that's a better decision.
1: I think the defense is too. Turnovers are the premium. And up to division, it looks like it could have a lot more turnovers.
0: All right, well, so we get to get my last proper pick and then we'll talk about my defences too. So I'm taking Tyler Higby because, like I said, he's uh, the last tight end I really like on that board. So i went yeah. to wait, which I think is a good decision. bunch of defences just went, so that sucks. <laughs> um, so I think there's some defences that are really undervalued this year, though. So you got Buffalo at eight. New England at nine, Tampa Bay at ten. Tampa um, Bay the at Bears 10. at twelve. Like even that's really good value. The Chargers at thirteen, don't get me started on them. Like that like honestly, this yeah, if there proof in the pudding that you should go late on defense, this is it. Because the Chargers are getting all their pieces back basically. Um, I, I just I think they're gonna be a way better defence, but I'll probably go higher than that anyway. Um it's probably going to be the Pats or the Bucks. I don't know, like the Pats are getting some guys back from the from the opt uh, out. Um, yeah.
1: Some good I guys.
0: Think, I think look, my worry for them still is that they're in a division that I think got better offensively. I, yep. I mentioned earlier that 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 division's going to have some low scoring games, but you can't also take away from the fact that the Bills are great. They're probably going to be the best team. Um you also got the Jets that I think are getting better. Um, I don't know. And Miami, look, I know two is an issue, but they are also went pretty all-in on their offense. So I'm actually thinking they go on the Super Bowl uh, champions and go on Tampa. Saints are a massive drop-off of offensively. I don't care what anyone says. I know you, even if you got Michael Thomas healthy, you can't tell me that Bree's going... And putting a tight end in there as fucking QB is going to over a blind guy them in that division. Um, <laughs> I think Tampa showed in that Super Bowl how good their defense is, and they brought everyone back. So I want to go Tampa.
1: Yeah, imagine having to settle for the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, you know. no, it's oh,
0: devastating.
1: Man, that that sucks for you. I'm going to send you a card <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> I know. You feel real bad, don't you? It's <laughs> just awful, mate. I'm- I'm sorry sorry for this time of hardship for you. For
0: the team that kept Mahomes, <laughs> Mahomes touchdownless and they had to kick three field goals.
1: Unbelievable. And, I mean, they would add more points if they kicked all field goals from the time they were down that end of the field. But, I mean, I take all the yards you want. You can't have points. That was the defense and it worked. So, you know, absolutely. how do you argue with that? For me, I'm down to let's take a kicker and then I'm coming back for Matty C's special from the bottom of the bargain bin. Everything unsubmerged in the Baymarie is half-priced by the time we get to that. (laughs) And uh, I've gone ahead and seen that um, with kicker, I don't have a lot of science. If the guy is on an offense that I expect to score points, I'm going to take one of their kickers. And when Harrison Butker is just sitting there like a ripe quince, uh, this is because I work in a state where they've got weird fruit, a ripe quince just sitting there on the tree, I'm going to take it. Uh, and now I'm down to my last pick, so I'll let you finish up your draft before I go to Matty's bargain basement.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going kicker too. It's a, it's a little bit hard for me. If I had Bucket there sitting there, I would have taken him for sure. I've got Blankenship, Gold, Myers. Don't get me started on Myers. We've <laughs> heard <laughs> my take on him. Um, <laughs> the only reason I feel like Myers would be better this year is, like I said, I feel like they're going to air it out a bit less. But I can't take him. I've I've talked too much shit about him. Um, I kind of just want to take Ryan Suckup, even though he's like seventh on the list here. I love Ryan Suckup, because <laughs> Tampa Bay. I really feel like with their good defense, like there's going to be times where Brady just gets caught out and he's going to do something stupid, and just for the sake of it, and they're going to have to kick a field goal. Like Ryan Suckup has, if it's not the best percentage, it's got to be top five within fifty. Like he is. Um, like I remember him at the Titans; he was phenomenal. At kicking field goals under 50. Like, I think he kicked about 40 something in a row. Like, he was absolutely phenomenal. So, I had him a lot last year and he never let me down. So, I'm going Ryan Sucker.
1: Might be more than that. Might have been 400. I think you've just moved a decimal. 400. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Are you down to your last pick? That was the one? That was
0: it. Yeah. Wow. I'll just say my grade was A minus. Oh, goodness. 91 out of 100. I don't
1: think mine's going to be that high because I've taken all sorts of weird punts. Uh-
0: <laughs> Mine has to be my uh, strengths wide receiver. Yeah, you cut, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, very, I've gone very different last year. I actually very much did a seahorse uh, situation here where you went really high on wide receiver, and he's
1: done like a seahorse in the draft grade. Goodness, that does sound like. A weird sex act. He's done a seahorse.
0: And... <laughs> <laughs> He's done a seahorse. It's gurgled up. It's bobbled up. It's. <laughs> they don't even have genders either. So it's a bit of, you know, non-gender action. So yeah. it's a big you work it out whatever you want to.
1: Very androgynous. The um, For those who haven't seen the wonderful footage that was getting around of seahorses birthing. Um, oh, don't God. see it if you have it. There's haven't, garbage. But... <laughs>
0: um, I might just run there's a bit of that going on in this room. <laughs> yeah, do you do that before I hit the bargain? Yeah, yeah, I, I've got to get out of that. What are talking about? <laughs> so QB, Josh Allen, running backs, J.K. Dobbins, Chase Edmonds, wide receivers, Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know if oh. there's any better than that. Um, <laughs> tight end, Tyler Higby. Flex, T. Higgins, uh, defense, Tampa, kicker, Ryan Suckett. Then you've got Damian Harris. And I was given a very good grade for my bench here, by the way. Oh, really? Um, Damian Harris, David Johnson, Michael Pittman, Jamal Williams, Darnell Mooney, John Brown.
1: Wow. I do like your
0: bench, man. I do like your bench. You want – with your bench, you want like – 25% 25% complete upside guys and 75% stable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. on those few guys that could go nuts and then, like, those stable guys, it's probably more of a 50-50, actually. You, yeah, I'm looking at 50-50. Guys, but um, I, I just think you want some upside guys. And I feel like I've got a lot of them, but then some stable guys, too. So, yeah, pretty happy with that.
1: I, I do like that. And I think, you know, I'm in that position now, too, where I've. A real money. Like, I mean, I think Beckham, Jerry Judy, and John Brown are the receivers have got on my bench, and any one of them could be really, really super helpful. And in fact, all three of them might end up being super, super helpful, and I won't have necessarily room for them unless something happens to DK Metcalf and Robert Woods. So, receiver is such a great position. It is truly a goose that lays golden eggs.
0: Well, when you said you, your bench was going to be a lot of RBs, mine always seems to be wide receivers because I, like, I feel like that's that position you take an absolute like go at. And I got lucky with yeah. some guys like Jamal Williams, Damian Harris falling to me. Because I actually like them even as a running back two in my starting side. So, I wasn't too worried about that. But I, I love taking shots in some of the lower-end wide receivers. Like, I don't even think Rashad Perryman. I know I've talked to you. <laughs> Rashad of, Perryman. Um, I think he's a massive shout this year. There is no one else there. Goff's going to be behind so often. I think he's a massive shout for a guy this year. And he, like he's so low that he wouldn't even come into consideration in a 12-person draft. He's going to be on the wire. So, that, there's some definite guys in the wide receiver position I like late. Like, I know I did last year with Deshaun and some other guys too, but you know, there's some definite value in the wide receiver position and the running back position this year.
1: Yeah, there really is. And I think this far out, before anyone really knows anything, uh, it's so fun to speculate. <laughs> yeah, I love
0: that. All right, let's <laughs> finish no one's lost a game. Up. See what your grade is.
1: All right, so my bargain basement move here too, my... I don't want Latavius Murray, who needs something to break right before they're going to have significant fantasy work, but I don't necessarily need them to come off too soon because I've got a flex running back, Miles Gaskin, who's definitely going to see plenty of work behind Derrick Henry and J.K. Dobbins. And this is why I feel like I can take an absolute, let's just go and get a guy who's 150,000% upside and in much the same vein as the two guys who've got sitting on my bench. And, yes. and takes me behind Alvin Kamara. Uh, just get out the program real quick and put a circle around Chubba Hubbard.
0: Put a circle around Ah, Oh, that. I didn't hear him. Wasn't that the guy, um, they, they, they gave an award on the Ringer podcast... About um, Ja Rule, bloody uh, Matt Rule being the best husband <laughs> of the world because his wife texted him saying take Chubba Hubbard and, <laughs> and then he did. So I'm assuming he's a Panthers running back behind Christian McCaffrey. Yes. So if all of a sudden he goes, then he's the guy. I just thought I'd point that out because that is husband of the year material.
1: It's 100% what I've done. So, and this is white. So this is the, the Chubba Hubbard choice is – if you've got a guy who is a top 5 to 10 running back, where well, you know that he's majority of the work and you can't get that guy.
0: Like what Mike Davis did for him last year. Just pour that out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 100%, right? And I mean, I know Mike Davis didn't necessarily have a great game every time McCaffrey wasn't there, which was almost all of the season. But, um, but you know, a guy like Derrick Henry is not missing games. J.K. Dobbins hasn't been missing games. So it's not like I've got that problem on my team. And I might as well go and find... Because what happens when one of those three goes down? Because the chances are one probably will. Now I've got that guy's workload on my bench, ready for me to start any old time or trade. So that's the, that's the strategy. Really, it's there.
0: like taking Madison when you take Dalvin Cook. Just one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, there's a great example. And if I had Dalvin Cook, I would reach a round or two earlier to make sure I got Madison because I don't want to lose that to some other champ just being a smart ass like I'm being and putting it on their bench.
0: I'll, nice. I'll just to mention, I would have done that in this draft if I went high on RB, like, like yeah. opposition RB. So I sort of went some middling guys anyway, so I didn't see the actual value in handcuffing. But if I'd gone high and gone to Dalvin Cook or something, I definitely would have done that. Like, 100 gone Like an Ezekiel Elliott and then taking Tony Pollard. Like that's the kind of work that you're looking for.
1: Some of these aren't that complicated either. Like it's never going to be, oh, gee, you know – Derrick Henry, I better make sure I go get Darren and Evans because, you know, it could yeah. be a Darren's and Evans game. <laughs> it's never going to
0: happen while Derrick nah. Henry's healthy, so I didn't they'll need just, to do it. That's when you go and get Ryan Tannehill because they'll just <laughs> pass all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. They'll
1: just uh, stick a, a wide receiver in the backfield and start passing it like uh, Curtis Samuel style. Yeah. but I've scored a 93. Um, I don't ever worry.
0: Oh, he beat me. Oh, No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't ever worry too much about the number. Uh, am I happy with my team? 100% I was happy with my team. So, it scored I'll me 7% say, less.
0: <laughs> I think in a proof in the pudding sort of way, I think you going later on QB and getting... Well, you got Russell Wilson late, didn't you? Yeah. I think really that's the difference. And then I even mentioned that I could have waited around and got Kyler and then still have Miles Gaskin instead of Chase Edmonds. That's the difference. Like that just proves you. Yeah, like You've got to play the game. Um, if I had done that, I reckon I would have had a probably higher grade. Um but you, know. you, like you said, you went a bit lower on. And it goes against what I say in a way that you, you don't take a middling QB, but I still don't see Russell Wilson as a middling QB. So you probably got the last – you took the absolute best value on a QB this year because I think after that it drops off. So that was kudos to you.
1: Oh, thanks, mate. And that was the exact thought process, too. Is, well, everyone below this guy is completely below this guy. Everyone who is above yep. this guy or in the same realm is already gone. This is the uh, the last one on the shelf. It's getting That's the last a... of a nice nice vintage, mate.
0: Again, though, I'd be pretty stoked on my team, so I'm still happy if our band out. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> 100%. Mate, uh, always fun to do a mock draft. The only way we could have done this any earlier is if we did it last week. So <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming on.
0: Yeah, and I can't wait till we do a mock draft in a month, and I take two RBs in the first two rounds. And it's <laughs> completely different for what I just did. I think it was more of a <laughs> difference maker for me to go so high and more to save But like to have, you know, it's this is so unlike me to have, you know, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. And like I said, all the normal drafts I've been doing, I didn't get close to T. Higgins. He's my flex. That just shows how crazy He's a it was. Depends on what I've been doing, but it just showed you a different way of doing things. And you can still end up with two pretty good running back this year by going very high. Also depends on what sort of league you're in. Like Astro, you wouldn't be able to do that. If no. I went to, if I went high high on wide receiver, I'd end up with some goober and running back one. So you just got to really work out what sort of league you're in and just play it by year. And I think the practice
1: at these things too. The more you expose yourself to seeing what the market's likely to do, just the smarter you feel before you go into draft day for real too. So.
0: And I tell you from super experience, if you decide to start doing mock drafts and you have the worst first year of your life, I am that person. I had never done mock drafts before last year. I did a million and I had the worst fantasy season of my entire life last year. I was in six leagues. And after, I think it was about round seven, I was something like six and 28. or so, or something like that. It was <laughs> absurd. I was 0-6 in three different leagues. Like, it was just one of those years from hell. And I'm just hoping that 2020 was just that year. But just don't give up on it. It really does help you. Like, I'm pretty happy with the team I just drafted now. But you're going to have some mock drafts that don't work. At least you can sort of work out what works for you. And Please don't give up on it because it really is the best way to go. Haskins has just been an absolute turd. You could be understood for being, you know, skittish about that. Take Fournette out of the lineup. Yeah, mate, i had a Ron jeremy size boner going for him there. <laughs> You've in-depth knowledge of what it's like to be boned this year. We're gonna have to realise that he's just
1: playing like a ginger piece of shit. This is Taylor nailed, I've got to say. So I think 92% of people are right. It is not too early to mock draft. And given the way that we went with that, I think you're going to see a lot of change in that. If we do a mock draft on here, say every month for the next couple of months, you will see the value of players start to change. And I think that would be a good exercise to do as well, especially if you're someone who did go through the process of listening to the Fantasy Football for Beginners series through March and you are a little interested to see how it does happen in the real world. Now, we're still a long, long way away from the NFL season even getting close to starting. doesn't mean we're not going to have enough subjects to talk about on here and we're constantly having the stream of people come through to either talk total nonsense with us and talk a little bit of American football or it be like Taylor talk where we talk, a lot of American football and a little bit of nonsense. But the shows will keep rolling. We may in turn time, we may in time drop to just one show a week through the most quiet period, but we are trying to still continue to put out two shows a week. So we'll give plenty of notice if the frequency is going to change at all. So in the meantime, continue to find us on a Tuesday and a Friday Australian time. That may be Monday and Thursday, depending where you are on the globe. But it's time to get out of here. You find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. In the meantime, we post every day at Astro League Podcast. And we also share on Twitter at Astro League Pod. My name is Maddie C. And I'm getting out of here. Hooroo. Play Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League-specific
0: news, information, and stats. With your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C.